And I'm smoking like all We're kinds rolling. of shit over here. But, oh, that's yeah. just me. Let's roll. Okay, no, I won't do it. On, I won't do it there. But let me get one more. Let me get. Let me get one more. Hey, let me get one more for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> this is so bad right now. I can't look at this. Okay, hold on. Okay, so so Wickham just quit vaping. Got my Nicorette right here. See, for this kid. How many years were you vaping? Uh, eight years. Well, nic- I was smoking like nicotine, just everything. Oh, yeah. like eight years, probably. So I was like fourteen. Like f- I have five months. I'm I'm done. Like probably next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, our, eight our, years. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of gnarly. <laughs> and, and and yeah, yesterday he came over like kind of on one i could definitely tell that he was like i mean first he showed up at the house like this has been the hardest morning ever <laughs> and i was like in the middle of a bunch of different shit and then like later on that day i went to the studio and he was just like oh i can't fucking be here like the energy is not right in this room and then like we were gonna get a house for, for wickham and some of the kids like i literally like was showing him the house we we're gonna rent a house for like three grand a month to have like the overflow, like because some of the kids need a place to stay, and then also we have this like YouTube thing we're doing, and like interns are coming, they're learning, and it's just too much. There's literally some on some days there's 15 cars. Uh, Martha's yeah, yeah. house, this is her house, like, and my dad's renting a company out of the house, and like Nate yeah. and Taylor are there, and Nate's not getting enough money, and then Martha's looking at me, like, what's going on? And it's just like all weird shit going on. Yeah, there's a lot of weird energy right now. Well, no, it's great. We're we had a fucking great time. Weird, great. Yeah. Is it weird or is it great? <laughs> I feel like it's a little weird, dude. Oh, like well, the energy. But Nate was downstairs. Nate's fine. Like, yeah, Nate's chilling. Now, we're fine. Yeah. We're we're fine. But but Wickham, that's like a married couple. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're fine, honey. Well, I mean, look, Wickham. We, me and Wickham just had a pretty serious talk outside. Okay, he's going through some shit right now he went to film school and he wants to be making movies and he's i mean he aspires for like a lot you know do you want to yeah. just kind of say where you're at yeah i was just um kind of unhappy here at my job at ridge so i, I want to follow my dreams of you know actually working in the film industry yeah. and narrative and stuff and i kind of just said it the wrong way yeah because i was so like tweaked out and then but also i was really like I kind of didn't like let him know honestly because I was like afraid because I avoid conflict. I'm a conflict avoider. Mm. So I kind of let it build up and it kind of exploded the wrong way. I get it. Yeah. We have Jason Evigan here. Hi. Just real quick. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> who, what's going on? Who Jason aspires. He has that fire inside. What's that fire? Which fire? Like we just have a fire in us, man. Yeah. Like ever since, like I get it. Like you got a fire inside yeah, you and yeah. you're sitting in a room with people and you're teaching people and you're going on job. You're she's shooting jobs for, for pay. And you know, in the back of his mind, he's, he wants to do, he wants to make movies and he's young and he's watching the inspirational shit on Instagram about like, do your, do, when you're 20 to 30, go out there and take chances, do your shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, I get it. Like, yeah. um, it, and it's tough for me. It's really tough for me. Do you feel like do you feel like you're not there's no progression because I feel like humans need progression in life. To yeah, keep it. I feel a little stagnant for sure. I've been feeling stagnant for like a little bit. Definitely. I mean, he's only been out of school at Ridge for three months, so that's the thing. It's like there's also this other part of it that's like yeah, but I've been here for two years. For yeah, I know, and and yeah, off and on going to school, using school as an excuse to not be doing what I think you I mean, could have been doing more or maybe, I mean, I know I would have like, I, I didn't, I just went right into it. I said, Oh, I'm at fuck school. Like I'm going to make, I'm going to do what I want to do like now mm-hmm. be in bands and like be performing. But I think you finished school out for, there was yeah. a few Wait, different, just how, to finish something. How was cool. Uh, it, w- it was, it was not that no, great. No, I didn't really learn anything. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I just went because of my parents, but I taught myself on the internet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But He's how 20, old are you though? 22. 22. Yeah. I mean, bro, I was thinking about this today. I just, I had just got sober at 22 you're young like you're crazy young so i think that you should definitely but but he's also some wild shit looking at other people that are even younger than him probably mm-hmm. and well, I was, that, that's the thing we have with social media you get to see what everyone's doing all the time so yeah and it's also me up. it's a, you know because of technology 
it's you can definitely make it way earlier too. It's just like it's 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 a different it's a different time I think than when it was. You yeah, know, it's like, it yeah. Is. I saw my friend. He he didn't even like win Sundance. He just submitted to Sundance. Mm-hmm. He just met the requirements, and I was like so mad because I was like, why? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is what I want to be doing. I should just be doing this, mm. but I'm not. You know, and you were you were you were mad when you saw it. I mean, I was happy for him, and I, you know, I support. But it was, it was, I was more mad at myself, you know. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what I should be doing, and you know. First time I made, so I got married when I was twenty, like twenty seven, twenty eight. I had two hundred dollars in my bank account. I had been touring all around the world. I'd been dropped from three record labels, um, and then I had my wife taking care of me. She was like my sugar mama, and I <laughs> literally, crazy. I made my first big money when I was thirty. And it was like nonstop grind from seventh grade. Literally, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not like exaggerating. Like every single night, like I got arrested at that high school right there for putting flyers in every locker. Yeah. Mm. I would go and I'd, you know, stickers on every single wall. I'd walk down Sunset every single night, pass out, <clears throat> pass out flyers. I'd go to Venice Beach every, every weekend, put headphones on people's heads, yeah. sell a box of CDs. And it was just like such hardcore grind for so long. And it's like, <clears throat> but to have those aspirations is not a bad, I mean, t- like I get it at 22, I was feeling the same way. I'm like, why does this happen? Why does it happen? Why does it happen? But it's just like sticking it out and going for it, which I feel like you're doing. So, <clears throat> yeah. And I also think like, don't, you know, everyone's path is what it is. And I think you've learned an incredible amount being here that maybe some other people haven't learned. Like, and I think people present their best, version of what's happening on in on the internet yeah, so you, sure. you're not seeing i mean i just that's think the it's the danger of it actually i also yeah, just think i also just think for me it's so important to not compare myself to anyone else i mean i can look and see what's going on but i have to know what my truth is and i have to like only compare myself to who i was yesterday mm-hmm. and if this is a step you're taking in the right direction that's great and that's yeah. like good for you and you like know so much you've learned so much um yeah and i told you before too it's so cool to have a like a hatchery where you can just grow people and then, and they go off and they do their thing, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's hard sometimes. Like I've, I've had a lot of producers that I've worked with and kind of raised up and then they, they leave and it's a little bit, you feel like, Whoa, like what about me? And like, what about like, you know, but, uh, but then when they start killing you, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a little hard in your pride at first, but it's definitely like rewarding at the same time to know that like you got some of their start and, you know? Yeah. It's a struggle. Like I'm like, I'm getting a little better at it. And I think with Wickham, it's a lot easier because he's like a good person. And I like, I, yeah. I think that you like love me. <laughs> yeah. like, I love you. Yeah. I love you too. Like I really do. And no yeah. matter what happens, like I want to be close and I want to stay friends with you. I really yeah. do. So like, it's all good. But like, there's this other part of me that's like, like that. That's yeah. like, wait a second. What? you know, but I'm happy for you. Like we were in a band together mm-hmm. and like you, your, your success is never, I never see that as like a, Oh damn. Like, why can't I be getting that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? But there's certain people that are just good people, you know, and you want them to win. Like I want, like I want to want you to just be as big as you can be. And I want to like pray for you to get everything you want and not be in that place of like, yeah, I wish he would have included me or whatever, like whatever. That's why when we were talking earlier, like I was asking you to like kind of see the situation as my friend rather than my employer, Yeah, which I think is the reason why it kind of gets a little complicated sometimes. Yeah, of course. You know, what do you, what do you think is, uh, what do you think you'll be doing if, I mean, what is the dream like? Say if, if if you leave if you leave Ridge, yeah. What do you see like, uh, like what's the potential that you see will happen if you do leave Ridge? I want to join the ICG and the DGA like before like twenty seven, which is like the uh, the cinematographers guild, the union and the directors union. You can't do that and work here. It's um well, I, it, it's just an insane grind. Like I need like one hundred and fifty union days on set on like union sets and I gotcha, pay yeah. stuff like a whole year. It's this crazy thing that I have hmm. to like completely just. Why don't you go Union Ridge? Wasn't can can Ridge Production become Union? Is that even a thing? Um, I don't know. That's a good question, and I would love to look more into that. Just a, just a thought. I don't yeah. really I don't really know. I mean, I'm glad I didn't even know that that was why. And now it makes even more sense. And I think that you should do that. I well yeah. I, I well the thing about that is that we're not really as of right now we're not really doing those kinds of jobs. I, I don't really know. 
Well, it's hard. It's, it's, it's weird because a lot of people are not hiring as many union, <clears throat> like a lot of actors too, who are union. They're not getting the jobs anymore because they're, they, it costs more, you know, yeah. I was talking to the guy and set at the video and he's like, it's hard, man. You know, like no one wants to hire union people right now because it's way more expensive. Yeah. Also like Andy Horowitz was over at my house the other day and he was talking about how like film festivals don't mean shit anymore. And it's like all DIY and like everything's changing. That's why I'm focusing more on YouTube and all this other stuff, but it doesn't change the fact that like right now you're like looking at this thing and you need to like check well, it out. Well, the union for the music video, like the music video industry is kind of like very different from like narrative <clears throat> as far as like getting union actors and stuff. Yeah. Totally. Cause like usually the, the music videos are like funded by like labels and there's usually like a smaller budget. So they can't afford SAG actors. Yeah. And it's not really like as, as like acting as in a narrative. Right. So you don't need like a SAG actor to like, yeah. Like all the so Netflix, Amazon, that's all union. Yeah. yeah they're so all, there's, there's more, union DPs, it, you union. could also argue there's more work than there ever has been for, yeah. cause there's so many, I mean like, you know, some of the better shows that I like aren't just like, like Mindhunter isn't one movie. Hmm. It's 20 movies and there's like 15 different directors and yeah. there's just so much opportunity. Like, yeah. I, um, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. If you're feeling it and like, if you're not, performing, do if, it, if you're man. not performing your best year, it's gonna be a disservice to Pat. First of all, you know what I mean? Like if it's, if he's, if it's always conflict, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, so it, which it kind of has been for like a while. You know what? It's kind of funny. Cause I didn't really, I thought it was something emotional or whatever. Cause like there's sometimes when like, we're all like whatever, it's just like, there's like a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Kind of like when you're there, it's like, yeah. and he drives from fucking long beach and like, it's just, there's like a lot, but like we'll, uh, we'll see where, where this goes and yeah. we'll stay friends and we'll keep doing this and, yeah. uh, yeah. checking in. Will and there stuff. always be an open door for him? Well, that's <laughs> what I was just saying out there is like, I think, most times at most companies when someone like leaves there's not necessarily like this like open door policy yeah. but like i don't see the point in that like yeah. that's just not how we roll yeah me either i'm the same way <clears throat> yeah it's just like all ego and i i know that when when my actions are 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 being dictated from a place of like fear ego yeah. like i can tell yeah like and i can tell that like I was having conversations with Wickham like lot yesterday, like when he wasn't there mm -hmm. and I could tell that some of the shit I was saying to him was coming from a place yeah. of fear and ego. That's and funny. Resentment. Yesterday I was, I was in a meeting with my manager and uh, like, you know, a couple times a week they present different artists that want to work with me and they kind of, you know, like, what do you think? You know, do you want to work with this girl? Do you want to work with this guy? And it was funny. I was looking at this stuff and I was like, she was showing me and I, in my mind, I was like, Oh my God, this is so not my, like I'm not, what were you? I'm not inspired by this at all. But then I was like, it was crazy. Cause I, my thought was like, well, maybe someone else is going to work with it. And what if, and what if this person becomes big and then I miss the boat and I and I stopped for a second. I said it out loud. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm literally in my mind right now. Only thinking like reacting out of fear. It's like completely like, and, and then I'm going to go into the session, not being inspired by it. I'm not mm -hmm. going to do my best job on it anyways. I'm not going to get the song anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's, so I, it's, I, I was glad I stopped myself in that, in that place right there. And I was like, dude, this is totally out of fear. This is not out of love. And I was like, all right, next. And I was only reacting out of things I was really inspired by. And that's the way you got to roll because it's so many times in your mind throughout the day, you're acting out of fear, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm at a point too, where like, I kind of don't care about like making like a lot of money or notoriety. Like I just want to be able to make, films like yeah. i feel like i'm dying slowly if i'm not in a way yeah you know like it's we're feels, like made to create you know yeah so and i've tried like other things like i've been trying to like let it out through like the videography stuff we do or like the weddings and edits but it's like the more i like learn about those and figure those out and the more like i delve deeper into like what i want to do like i i just need to make my own stuff yeah. you know and i have before and that was like the happiest i've been yeah do you, know. do you have a lot of family pressure, your, your parents, like growing up? Like, no, they kind of just, oh, uh, well, when I was growing up, yeah. But now they're kind of, they, they trust me to do what yeah. I need to do. Yeah. Cool. So just a second, like what you were saying about the grind and like me and Jason were in a band called Delusion mm -hmm. right out of high school. Like I was in like Dane. Uh, we were still in high school, I think. Well, maybe do you join was, after? I joined like right after, okay. but I was me and Tim were in a band called ATP, the A Town Project Bird, with like, and Birdseed. And well, yeah, time. well, so that's the other thing. It's like <laughs> just like to kind of put all this into perspective. Like nowadays, people are doing things younger, but we put out. I remember we spent a thousand dollars to put out our first record, 
Birdseed album. It was me, Tim, and Jason. And we different Jason. Jason Marcus. Marcus. And we we printed out like however many copies of the CD. That was a big deal when those came to school. And we were Ooh. in we were in eleventh or twelfth grade. So how old is that? That's 16, 17. So yeah, we're like 16. I don't even know if we could drive yet. We had our parents take us to the studio. We recorded these songs and we had this fucking album. I was jealous of that. Right. I remember being like very like, but like that was just, (laughs) that was just one of, like you said, so many different projects that we were a part of to finally get to this hyper crush thing. I mean, we did our thing. We, we, I remember we used to, and then me and Steve were also in War Machine. So I was in War Machine, Therapist, and ATP after time. 610 and Birdseed. And we would, we would buy 300 tickets from mm-hmm. the Key Club. Like, mm-hmm. we paid for them. Yep. Mm. And then we had to go out and sell oh. them to our family That's and friends. so sick. My mom bought so many tickets for me. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and how many times we did that was crazy. And then, and then Jason had really was grinding and, and when he asked me to join his band i was like oh shit like fuck yeah because i just started like getting into like djing and like i had got an mpc and i was like sampling and doing kind of like the keyboard and they needed that and carrie came over and was like dude do you want to be in delusion i was like fuck yeah like they were selling out the key club like they were yeah. like actually doing it you know we were kind of doing it and then and then that was amazing and then um we were signed to Motown at the same time too. But then, but then, yeah, but then delusion kind of like uh, took a lot of turns. Phased out, yeah. and I was focusing more on like Dane's thing, and then um, Dane got cancer, and at some point I got sober, and when I got out of rehab, I was like, "All right, I'm doing this." Steve, mm-hmm. what's up? War Machine, and we made a bunch of War Machine records. But during that time, we were playing with some electronic shit, and we had some singers coming in. And when we performed those Bel Air songs Mm -hmm. as War Machine, the reaction was so much funner. Yeah, it was like, whoa, like this is something that like could go. Like this Mm -hmm. is fun. This is like dancey, and like the the energy of War Machine was like, fuck. We had Mondo with a fucking gas mask on the side of the stage, and (laughs) Army fatigues, and it was like fucking. Cannibal so breath, like fucking six, 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 stab the Pope with his rosary. And it was like, all right, people would stand there and like watch us and be like, dope. But when we played that fucking Bel Air shit, everyone like started smiling. And it was like, you wait, you play those in the same set? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, absurd. so we, we, we left yeah. and we came back out in like, I had a leather jacket on yeah, and he had his fucking, we came back out like in our outfits. 50s, yeah. It was just like fun. There yeah. wasn't like rules. We were just like, let's just try these songs. This is like our other project. Let's yeah. see what's up. And it just felt so like good to mm-hmm. do that. So we started going in that direction more. Um, and, and, and the Bel Airs was taken from, by these older dudes. So we changed it to Hyper Crush and, just, and started, it started to morph into this like yeah. 80s neon power glove. Hyper Crush. They had a power glove yeah. that was so sick. And then it just fucking started working. But it was like you said, it was like a grind yeah. from, it was like over a decade of like just constantly making yeah. shit. When you make music now, or not music, or I guess you still make music, but when you create art, and you, is, do you have a different intention, like a different uh, motive and like a, like a different, uh, yeah, like a different intention with when you make art from when you did back then? Is well, it, I mean, I think that making like a movie, which is also my goal, is just so much more daunting because you just need like so much more money. Mm-hmm. Like we could just make music, yeah, but you can't really just make a movie. And we've tried to shoot scenes and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just it's requires a super collaborative. It just requires so many people. Yeah, totally. it's just it's so much harder. So it's like you really just need to sell the script or I'm trying to kind of like take this back road, which is like build up the YouTube platform, start making Mm -hmm. shorts, get a fan base, start generating money, have a crew. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to like just DIY. Third door. Yeah. Like I've only like, I'm trying to like make my own path because the idea of like selling it to some suit or like being in some system seems so like I've been in that system in a version of that system before. And it's just like, there's so many people they have their hands in the pot and it's just hard to, for me, I also really want to do like really edgy, like stuff that's not clean and not, 
I don't think I would enjoy making um, James Bond. Notebook. Or, yeah, or even like imagine yeah, Pat making the Notebook, or, or even like a. <laughs> I mean, I was starring <laughs> Patrick Ridge. But I mean, yeah, no, I think for me, every day is just like like I just watched this little mini documentary, this little no effects documentary about how like he's like if you're if you're in a punk band to be successful like fuck you yeah he's like we never made this for any other reason besides to have fun Mm -hmm. and he's like certain people can judge success by different things but for me it's literally how much fun did you have they had a message though no effects i mean all this yeah he just put out um shooting fish uh fish or gun he just put out a song about the killings it's called shooting uh, a barrel of fish or well, I think that's like that. That was my question really is yeah, he's saying meaningful yeah, shit like, but he's having fun doing it compared he's not to signed to a label. He does it his way. Mm, you know what I'm I mean? saying? But so when you made hypercrush and you made this stuff, is, is there a different intention? hundred percent. Everything you're making. Everything I do today is like, what's the process? How am I able to enjoy myself? Am I having fun? Cause mm-hmm. I'm 36 now I'm done with the, the ladder climbing and the dude mm. paying. Like, I'm not like, you know, they can do that. Like, I'm not, I'm ready. I just want to have fun, you yeah. know? So, so, and, and that's part of why I got like a partner I can trust and like different people to do different things yeah. and, and use my relationships to get that work. Um, no, but, but uh, do you understand the question I'm asking a little bit more? Um, sort of, sort of, I'm not, I'm saying like when you, when you're making art now, is there a, a different message you're trying to put out to the world than when you were oh, back then. A hundred percent. Yeah. The, my only message in everything I do is this learning to lose message. Yeah. Which has to do with like principles. And it's like, so much more fun. I feel like there's so much. Oh, there's a it's purpose. So much more inspiring. What, what, a purpose. what was the intention before? There's a purpose. Just to get, get money, be successful, be like dope be like sell yeah. records yeah. just just yeah. to have dope. like a dope brand <laughs> yeah. that could like turn up and just yeah. i don't know like it wasn't like i like struggle like all i wanted to do is start a mosh pit that's all i like for my music <laughs> yeah. when i would make music before i'm like oh this is gonna start a sick pit yeah and that's me like too. all like, i cared about back then and even with hypercrash it was like stage diving it's like I could picture this going off and yeah. like, I'm going to jump in the crowd. Whoa. You know what I mean? Like there was no, I've struggled through all these hardships and come out the other end, a happy yeah. person because of this and light comes from darkness. And yeah. Yeah. like, that's what I'm tripping on now. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. I mean, that's part of what's great about this podcast is we get to talk about. Yeah. What about I, you with making movies? Is there anything you want to put out in the world? Or is there any? Well, I, I, I kind of want the person to leave knowing something that they didn't know before about yeah. someone else's experience. That's good. Do you what about what you? Do? Yeah. I mean, I, I was literally talking about this before. I was, I was working with Lewis, you know, Lewis the Child, you know him? I was working with him today. And was, he, he does the chaos stuff. We've done a bunch of videos for him. Okay, yeah. For it's, chaos. Yeah, two guys, two, two guys are them. awesome. The sweetest dudes ever. Yeah. If we work today, but a great day. And um, at the end, because they're really into Elephant Heart, I guess, which is sick. And, and I was just saying, it's it's so refreshing to make music again, like as an artist. Cause, you know, I've been making music for other people, and it's it's cool, it's awesome. I love it. But this is cool to have, like, when you're in the studio, when you're making this music, to think about, like, oh man, I hope this song makes people happy, and I hope this song mm-hmm. like brings joy, and I hope this song, you know, it, it connects people together, and I hope that it like, uh, you know, brings awareness, to cer- you know, certain situations, and makes people look inside, and you know, look, you know, or. It, it, yeah, it's 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 it just has like a way deeper meaning now, and it's just it's way more fulfilling. I guess that's it, it, you know, and it's the process is just like it's just uh, it's way more fulfilling. What's interesting is that I feel like even girls like you and what was the other Maroon Five song that you did? Um, <laughs> that's what lovers do. Yeah, yeah, like like when I listen to those lyrics, it's like oh, like we're too old to. Just have fun. What, what are the lyrics again? I'm way too young for games. Um, like it's about having like a real relationship with someone. Yeah, yeah. And it's really catchy and poppy, but it's not like just dumb turn up shit. And I remember listening to it, thinking like, oh, I got Veronica, and like I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah. like cool. It was like something a little more, you know. And, yeah. and I think that's dope. Even if you can just make some, like I felt good. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't feel like oh, I want to get like 
completely inebriated, <laughs> which that's cool too. But like, but is it? I guess maybe it's not. <laughs> I don't know. There's just a. I mean, dude, coming from like a like you know dead kennedys black flag sex pistols no effects yeah, yeah. Str- strung out i mean i guess i guess like those groups are kind of like fuck you but at the same time i don't think they're promoting they're like saying we've been through this pain and they're mm-hmm. talking about the pain yeah and how shit's fucked up but i don't necessarily think that they're just saying promoting like, negativity no yeah they're actually, i think it's not. like a positive message at the end of yeah the like day. punk rock is like kind yeah, of hope it's it is it is i feel like it isn't it isn't because it kind of it kind of breeds hate it's right. like if you're in this circle you're you're we're good but if you're any of these people over there like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah. that's kind of what it, you it, know, it was for a long time yeah yeah it was very sceny oh, i mean i was super into all that too yeah if you're, you're a hippie with, you're getting your shit kicked out of you yeah out of no effect show like back in the 80s yeah. not now though bummer <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, it's crazy. I, it's weird. Music's it, music's powerful, man. That's that's the thing that's yeah. what, what, what I'm realizing too that the uh, the power that music has and the the, the responsibility that does come with it too. Actually, like, you know, mm-hmm. I put a lot of songs out there that are like doesn't really help the world evolve. You know, mm-hmm. these are like talk dirty to me. It's like okay. it's like it's cool, but it's like what is it? What is it? It's not like you know pushing the human race forward by any means. What's that melody? Talk dirty. So, so, so they wrote that on a kazoo. <laughs> no, 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 no. What was that one? No, that that it's one's so different. That, uh, but you you wrote that melody. No, I didn't. Wait, oh, okay. What no, did that, you write on a kazoo? Uh, I don't know which one I wrote on a kazoo. Which one I wrote on a kazoo? Remember, you, you told me you were in the car and the van, and someone was playing this like little. Thing. Oh yeah. Uh, Jason's just written. Jason's written so many songs. You can just look no, it that, up. That actually is cool. This, this is this kid Miles Beard, who's at the time he 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 was, he was on his birthright trip to Israel, like and you know, and he was an intern at Atlantic, and he was there at a club in Israel, like yeah, you know, he was like just having a good time, and he hears this this uh, this is this song and this Israeli song, and it was the Balkan beatbox, and he's like, dude, what if we flip the sample? So he came back home and told his boss, he's like, check out this song I found in Israel. And they flipped it. Ricky Reed flipped it, the sample, and it, you know. And now these guys, Balkan Beatbox, have like this huge career out of you know Jason Derulo, and and now, and, and they did some other big things too after that. Mm. Wow, it's cool how songs songs keep living on, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> have you seen the family? No. Oh have you no. heard of it? No. You haven't even that? heard of it. What's the family? Dude, it's this. It's like the biggest documentary on Netflix right now about like is it the really, Christian. Is, is it big? It's massive about the Christian influence on like the powers church and state, church and, state and mm. you've heard of it no mm. i don't really watch netflix well doug co is the guy the most powerful man in the world literally you watch all it? the presidents were like tight with him and mm-hmm. like he, this documentary outlines um you know the power he had and the influence he had over like political leaders and it's you know it's there's kind of this intense almost scary music the whole time like this is like a somehow a bad thing yeah that's not really the point my point is that this dude doug co who obviously was super successful and powerful and had a lot of like people connections and just like influence over so much mm-hmm. jason knew this guy pretty well and, and and he was saying to jason that it's about he's like can you explain yeah on his deathbed what well first saying? of all yeah so doug yeah so doug co and if you watch the documentary it's 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 definitely sensationalized and he's uh de- like oh, so it's, you very, it's very it's very demonized and, and yeah bro i talk to him oh. every week he's like oh. my he was like my mentor i talked okay. to him wait till you see gotcha. this documentary You're and it sounds flip out. And, and people i'm sure who are going to listen right now are going to think i'm a, I'm a crazy person no because, but no, not no. when you explain it well, yeah though. so it's like we have to have an open mind so here's the here's the thing so so, so i know so, nothing about okay this. so basically which is crazy um so doug co was uh this guy and his his mission in life was to end world hunger as a kid, right? As he's growing up, and he realized, um, you know, the only way to actually have this happen and change the world and have, you know, is if the leaders of the world had a change of heart. So his thing was all the the, the teachings and the principles of Jesus. So he, so he he he, you know, I don't, I don't know how old he, how, how old he was when it happened, but he found himself in this this organization called I think it was called the Fellowship at the time, and he. Um, he was this guy, uh, like everyone from Clinton, all the Clintons, and to Obama, 
to Bush to Nixon. I mean, everything. This guy, right. he, he he was like a spiritual mentor. But to like these they like tight. Like and this dude's on. Stage. So why, why did it sound like negative? Well, with but, the negative because music, because you know? there's, a, there's a problem with church and state. If you, you know, watch so. the documentary, mm-hmm. yeah. If, if uh, you watch the documentary, they make this dude seem like a fucking well, yeah. Like yeah. He was trying to put religion and politics together. Yeah, but his but the thing is that if, if you realize so you know what what he was just really trying to do was to try to b- bring the world together with mm-hmm. these ideas like love your enemies, mm-hmm. uh, you know like give. But to on the like poor. the high political level, where yeah, it's and like that's really the thing effective. when you when you mix in political, I mean, and there's a lot of darkness in politics. Yeah, and, the, and he would always tell me he would always say like, hey, listen, like the the higher up you get, and that like when you start meeting the kings, it gets darker and darker and darker. He's like, and that's going to be the same thing in, in your world with, with the music industry and the pop culture. It's like the higher you get, the darker it gets. And it's very true. So, um, but his, you know, he was this, and the, the cool thing in the documentary is that no one who, knew, anyone who knew him, no one could ever say a bad thing about the guy. Cause he mm. genuinely was one of the sweetest men on the planet and carried peace. And he was, I walked the first time I met him, I walked in the room. And I didn't know who I was very suspicious of it. I came there to DC and it was like this stuffy kind of white house environment. I'm like, what am I? But, uh, he sat down, this old guy sits down and I literally started crying. I felt like this, this overwhelming peace about him. And he, mm. he just became a mentor, really helped me um, kind of just navigate like through, through my walk of faith through life. And, and, uh, his, he just loved the world. He loved people and wanted to see the world, uh, you know, have peace. But his and, regret. Oh, his, well, he had a couple yeah, his, this uh, is huge. Yeah, so the, the two things he said right before he died, and he said, um, he said that he goes, you know, I, uh, he goes, don't make the same mistake I, I made. I, I put, I cared too much about other people in the world, and I, and I, and I, and I uh, neglected my family. I, I, I was so worried mm-hmm. about helping everyone else and mm-hmm. how men, I think a lot of men do that with work. We, we want to supply, you know, we want to take care of everything. We actually forget about our family while we're trying to take care of our family, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing he said too, he said, I, I've also realized that, uh, you know, it's not the politicians who have the power to change the world. It's the kings and the queens of pop culture. You know, it's like so. He said, "It's it's." Uh, I've realized that Whoa. now. It's like the, it's crazy. The, 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 How much of the young generation movies and music influenced yeah, us? Like the young wow. generation is not listening uh, to Trump. I don't give a fuck. The young, yeah. He's not, not changing anyone. They're, they're you know they're making a lot of you know big changes in the world and laws and money and all this stuff. But he's just like pop culture is what really that's crazy. which i think is part of the reason why he gravitated towards jason or they had this cool yeah. relationship and yeah he was just man i, I think i think also the, the first thing he said it's sad watching the documentary too because because i knew his heart so well and, and believe me there's a, there's a lot of truth in, doc, in the documentary too there's a lot of corrupted people that he's worth he's like he's he's meeting with, like he met with like he hung out with the butcher of somalia and with putin all these crazy yeah killers yeah and but he was in there and i mean he ended wars like there's wars that ended in his office with people praying together and like bringing people together so that was like big things happened there, yeah you know? like he he knew the clintons really well and through the whole scandal that went down but if you was, go to like artless and, and you search for like dark dramatic like that's the music throughout this whole documentary yeah it's like they're trying like, to frame them as this it's just yeah. that it's just i think that like fear and drama like sells like that's mm. why all the serial killer shows and like they can't put out enough documentaries about missing children i mean it's just fascinating i don't remember the last time i watched like a positive documentary and i was like you know what the world's good it's a good place. <laughs> yeah but this is what trips me out too is that now after watching this documentary i'm like dude i don't know like you know, like when you watch a documentary and it's made well, you're like, I believe everything I just watched. <laughs> yeah. This is all real. It made like, me think. Of, it made me think of the great heist one. Like we have to like the great hack. The great hack. Like we have to watch these things with like a grain of salt and realize. Yeah, because like, uh, it was crazy. Like because you know, there's certain things that he would say and they how they could just flip it and you're just like, oh my mm. god. Like if you're if you're not there and you don't you don't see the heart behind what he's saying, you can. And if you have an agenda, uh, you, you can take any like you can make anything. I mean. It was wild. It, it was it was really crazy watching it. It was like, oh my gosh! And I'm like, oh my, you know. And I've told people about him before. And people are thinking I'm a kook now. And it's like, wow, you know. So it was definitely. But what was the first thing he said to you? Oh, the first thing I said because this kind of gives it a yeah. little context. So when I like so, when so, so I in walked in, like I said, I was really skeptical because my friends like you got to meet this guy, and I was like, all right, it sounds weird. And I walked in with Victoria, and we're sitting there, and he um, and he sits down, and he's like, hey Jason, he's like how long you think that tree out there will be there be there for? And I was like, I don't know, like a couple hundred years maybe? He's like, how about that table? I was like, eh, like 60 years if you take good care of it. And he's like, how about your love for your wife? I was like, oh, forever. 
He's like, how about your love for your buddy Sam? Right? That was like forever. And he's like, as I get closer to dying, I realize that the, it's the only invisible things in life that are really important. And I got to focus on the invisible things. And that was just like, it just hit me like love, friendship, all these things that, you know, not, not the, not the tangible, the, uh, those are all fleeting, you know, it's like the invisible things. And that just like changed my whole life. Literally, I was just there. And like, from that moment, it was just a, you know, cause it's so crazy. It's that's, I mean, your guys' friendship we were talking about before, like, there's an invisible bond between the two of you guys. And if you guys can always just focus on that and whatever he ends up doing with his work and all that kind of stuff. But if you can just, that invisible bond that's there, that, that's the important thing to really focus on, you know? Yeah. I've, I've been to that place too. When I, when I did mushrooms for the first time, mm-hmm. I totally, I felt like this immense gratitude for every friend I had. Mm-hmm. All yeah. I cared about was people. It was mm-hmm. like all that mattered was like people. Yeah. And it was like a, and the next morning like, I was, still in that still i was like that, you know yeah. what like fake, yeah, yeah i was so grateful to, for my friends like to the point where i wanted to like cry yeah like yeah i'm so happy i mean that's 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 i think humans were made for community we're made for connection that's literally why you know i mean like that's i'd say the most important thing on this earth is is connection with people and you know people i mean i can't find anything else that's more important like we, we spent like you know 15 minutes in the beginning talking about success and all these kind of things and it's like the feeling you get inside we're talking about, it's a little bit of like a little anxiousness and anxiety, but then you talk about like friends and love and yeah. family. It's, just yeah. like this, it's like, that's, that's the real stuff, you know? Yeah. And you kind of forget. Well, like, I, I forget a lot. Cause when I think about my life and like the best times in my life, I go to like the people mm-hmm. at those times. I don't go to like the thing I bought yeah. back then or like, you know, I was telling, um, I was telling yeah. Steve, Steve, I was on a FaceTime with Steve the other day. And he's like, oh man, I can't go on this trip. You know, I got to do this job. And I got, you know, and I was like, do you think when you're 80 years old, you're like, man, I, I, I uh, I'm so glad I took that one more day at work and, or whatever it was, you know, I, it's like, it didn't go on. The, yeah. And didn't go on this trip with your best friends. And, yeah. you know, you sacrifice like, oh man, I've got so much going on right now. And it's like, it's going to be okay. If you miss one day. Dude, I've, I've said the same things to my friends too. Like when we were all in college and we were hanging out and they were like, Oh, I got to hang out with my girlfriend or whatever flavor of the week girl or whatever. Any of, of this stuff. I'd be like, dude, we're all going to like go into the real world and have jobs. We're not going to be able to see each other like every day anymore. Yeah. And they're, they, now it's that happened mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw it happening. So I took advantage of it while I could and like enjoyed it while it lasted. Do you know what I mean? Balance is like the hardest thing I think for me, like, like, you know, because the hard thing is because we love what we do so much with our work. It's uh, it's not like I'm going to a nine to five job. So it's like, I love my work so much, but then at the same time, it totally pulls me away from spending time with my parents who, who knows how many years they have left, you know, and with my wife. And so it's like, I, I always end up putting that first, but it's like, how do you do both? And that's been my biggest challenge. I think for my whole life is balance. Do, like, do, do you feel like when you're in that like creative process mode, it feels like a little isolating like in order to like create your best, like I feel like for me to like do my best creatively, I have to be like really isolated and yeah, like cut sure. off from like influence and stuff like that. 100%. And like the flow is such a real thing. If someone comes in, you know, like, I mean, especially now for me, it's like, it's so insane. I get, you know, 300 text messages and emails a day. And then I have all these people working with me and, and you know, there's such a, like the flow is a real thing. And like Dr. Dre talks about all these people t- talk about like this flow when it comes, you can't get distracted from it. I was talking to you and Neil Strauss, the, the, uh, the, the writer, he was, he actually has a manual for people who work for him. And the biggest thing is he calls it, um, no sniping. He's like, if I go to the bathroom, that doesn't mean I'm taking a break. If I'm, if you see me in the kitchen making a sandwich during the day, he's like, you can't snipe me and be like, Oh, I have to ask you about this question. He's like, there's a certain flow. Cause like, you know, let's say I walked by and someone's like, Hey, I gotta ask you about this, uh, this thing with your keys. And I was like, Zing, and I was out and I was like, uh, and I was looking at him like this and, and then I start feeling bad. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm being such a D right now. You know, like I should be, and then it's just like takes me out of the flow. So yeah. like, yeah, it's, it, there is a serious flow and like time travel. You just, you're working, you're like, oh my God, seven hours went by, eight hours just went by. Yeah. yeah. And it's like balancing that isolation with the connectedness yeah. that you're supposed to be here for. Yeah. It's, it's a really battle. It's a big battle. Yeah. And, and it's been my biggest battle, I think, for like my whole forever. When do they like coincide? When do they coincide? Oh, like when do they work together? Yeah. Huh. Like, what do you mean when they, when they, how, how, what do you like, mean? like for me, like the moment where it coincides is when it's done and you could like watch it with your friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Totally. But then it's, but then he, but at the same time, then it's like, oh my God, I finished all these good songs. I'm going to show all my friends this. So then it's still all about me. And I'm still in my work mode showing my friends all my songs. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm st- like, it's all about me. It's all about me. And everyone's like, dude, congrats on the song. And I'm like, okay, I need to like get out of me for a minute and just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's a big thing too. Every family event now, it's like, Jay, so what are you working on? Have you talked to Adam Levine maybe? <laughs> and you're, like, you're sitting there, it's like, oh God, well, like, dude, that's I what I turn love. off. That's what I love about Jason though, is he like, I can talk to him about like you guys and my company and like Veronica and we can talk about like God and like, and, like he's, he's not like, I don't see that same. I don't know if like, if you've ever been this, but like there's a certain kind of, desperate for mm. uh, validation like mm. I don't see that in you when I was younger you don't think I was like that I, feel, I don't I feel like I was I remember Dewey told me I was I yeah maybe sure. you were but this new character that I think only can be built with like another mm-hmm. through some kind of divine yeah thing mm-hmm. it doesn't need that validation all the time but yeah. we've all struggled with it like mm-hmm. crazy so like when you're listening to me and when I'm listening to you and we're just having a conversation like I don't I want to not have that. Yeah. And I don't see that in you yeah. anymore or as it's much. A, it's, or. it's a really, it's, it's, it's exhausting being the other way. Cause cause like, growing up, I was, I was, I had a lot of things against me. I was really fat and I, I was, I was we, really, we, 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 I just real quick, Jason was fat, but we're just going to say, <laughs> we, we, look, we, look, we got, we got, we, we got Tim and we Tim. finally got our, our most desired guest on the podcast. Timmy. What do you mean? Oh, he's talking about the vi- the video has 216 views. Nice. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking on. The reaction Dear at boy. 216 views is insane. Is that that's good? That's a good thing. I've had I've had th- I've had three people write me, so yes, that's really wow. good. No, it's crazy because I feel like you kind of I feel like there's a there's I know a, I feel like there's kind of a, a, a an energy and a feeling that yeah. right when something comes out you can kind of feel it yeah, a little it, bit. There's a good like, feeling around this one. There's, there's absolutely. A, there's a good feeling around that. I feel it actually a lot. We, we got Tim on, on FaceTime here. Timmy. Um, I'm going to hand that. Veronica! You know how many calls I had to make to get on this podcast? Really? Victoria. Doing a good job and counting. Lucky <laughs> number five, I got Veronica. Dude, oh, you know what? I saw my phone going up. Yeah, I just, uh, he's having phone. That's so cool. Oh, Tim. oh, so Tim saw, like, he saw something on a story, maybe, and then and then he said, oh, Jason's on the podcast. And it, how cool is that that their, 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 their video just came out an As, hour ago? Yeah. Which which we us and Matt and Bat Boy Epic shot for them, and now you're on the podcast and the video's out. <laughs> That's Boom. crazy. We we gotta all comment on each other's posts and get this shit going. Okay. Going. Alex is on it. Let's do it. So I, I got a comment on it. So when you post, I got a comment. Yes. Exactly. We all need to comment on everything. Okay. Timmy, well, I love you. <laughs> I want to give you a big hug right now. I love you so much. I'm so excited that we have this video coming up. I'm so proud of it. I know, man. You guys did a great job. Thank you. It's a song. Showed it to uh, a a couple of tape makers in the house today. They loved it. It's a song. They really loved this I song. I loved him. I know. But, but I, get, I, I know Thank what he means. Know. Like, it's a song. Yeah. yeah. I hear it on the radio. It's got like a catchy chorus. Yeah. It's, it's a more, it's definitely more of a mainstream. It's yeah. a single. Yeah. Well, have you heard it? Wait, yeah. Can you, yeah. can you just sing Lingua's chorus for me real quick? Boom, 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 yeah, there you go. That's actually the chorus. I think right. that is the chorus. So well, I was just talking about being fat. You want to join? Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> Let us get back to this podcast. All right, love you, Timmy. Love you guys. So, 
Oh, so I was saying, so because uh, we were talking about like striving as a kid, you know. Oh, so, oh uh, d- d- needing validation need so validation, badly, yeah. like like it's all like. So, sometimes I see that. Yeah, so it's crazy. As I as I got older, I didn't realize it when I was in it. But so okay, so I'm a really overweight kid, right? And um, and which I realized later that a big thing was my dad being a big actor when I was a kid. So my dad, like in the eighties, was like a really big TV actor. Mm-hmm. So he was the star on BJ and the Bear. Yeah, my two dads, BJ and the Bear. Maybe you don't know those shows, but like your yeah, parents probably. Yeah. Do. So like it was big. like so. Mm-hmm. Imagine being in fourth grade, and you know you're like this kind of like you know, okay, and uh, and you know you have to kind of rely on humor. That was my that was my in to everything, mm-hmm. and um, and I, the Sharon Calfon. If she ever hears this, I'm just calling you out. Um, hmm. She, uh, and she, you know, she came to me. And she's like, she was like the hottest girl in school, and she came up to me and she's like, "Would you want to go on it? Like, do you think your dad would take us on a date?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Totally." I'm like, "We can go get like we can go to a movie, we can get ice cream." I'm like, "In fact, my dad has a motorhome, like we can like hang out in the back and we'll drive us around." So she's like, "Perfect." So we go on this date, and like I'm just like the time of life. I'm like Sharon Califon, this is it. And like that, so before we leave, we, you know, my dad takes us on a date and we get ice cream and everything. And then before we leave, she goes, can, can I get a picture of your dad? Like an autographed picture? I'm like, of course. So my dad, can you, can you just sign a picture for Sharon? And then, uh, the next day at school, I, I, I come up to Sharon and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm like, I got her, I go to hold her hand. This is in fourth grade. I'm like, can I hold your hand? She goes, get away from me. I only use you for your dad. No. And it's I was like, that's so gnarly. Like, Kids are fucked and up. And it's funny. I didn't realize how much that affected me because my dad was like my, my best friend. You know, he was, so we, he, he never made it like this, but there was always this kind of thing. Like I need to live up to that and be that, you know, subconsciously. And I realized that later in life that that was a, that was a big thing. And, um, so I had, you know, I had all these, you know, is, uh, and then, oh, sorry. I just want him to do the tags and stuff or else I won't be listening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is hard to keep. Is it is it kind of hard to keep track talking around Pat sometimes? Because he starts talking and he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but, and then, then I, and some I'm people like, say, am I, am I am I inner fat kid starts coming out and I'm like, I start overcompensating like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, could you imagine like Chris Farley and like Robin Williams and like these guys were so insecure that they were just constantly yeah. funny. Yeah. Like, have you ever watched like a Chris Farley interview like when he was on Late Night? Yeah. He's just like, Ugh. like yeah. there's literally <laughs> not one second of him being serious. That's what I was like in eighth grade. Sorry yeah. if I do that. No, I, some people say they're not good at multitasking. I'm like too good at it. So I'm thinking we got to be capitalizing yeah, on Victoria. They did post from, from, from Ridge, but not from me because that's from my personal, mm. Tim just called, um, mm. he's leaving. What do we got over here? Let's <laughs> Just Oleg's here. Oleg just moved in. He's a good photographer. Why are you He's sitting over like there? Chicken. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. The Oleg. Best. When Oleg came up to him, uh, he was filming, and he's like, "What do you think on your hair?" And he's like, "Why you look like chicken?" <laughs> he's talking about you. It's the best quote ever. I love it. We have like a bunch of people in the background yeah. hanging out and stuff. So, so you were yeah. Saying. So anyway, so that, that was you know, and then having a band and trying to like get that going. It was just so much striving. I remember that feeling of, and then you know, my my whole identity growing up was in my music and it was always my identity was in my music and it was in you know playing shows and you know and then I had this when I was like around 27 I had this moment I, I had this moment like where I met God I had you know this, this crazy revelation with I, the with the dude no no actually not with not with him no that was after that was after yeah. but that took it to another level well yeah he helped me realize a lot of things um because yeah because I had this you know I, I mean it sounds crazy I literally met God in a vision and my whole life in one day changed. I like literally like this new change of heart. It was like the movies I was able to watch the day before I couldn't watch anymore conversations that I was, you know, there was like, like well, how uh, old were you when you had the vision? Like 27. What was that? What happened? So yeah, so it was, uh, okay. This is a, every time I'm like, here we go. Yeah, I think I'm nuts. <laughs> Let's do it. Bro. All right. So here's, so yeah. here's, here's the story. So, uh, Vic and I, uh, we were dating for a few years. Um, and she was raised in like a like a, like a like a Christian family, and I was always like very atheist, very very not into that at all. I like write songs about it, you know. I was like obsessed with Tool and all that, so I was like I was heavy into that. And um, you know, she she would invite me to church sometimes, and I'm like, nah, it's okay. Anyway, so we broke up for a year. I went on tour, you know, I toured all around the world, and you know, lived the rock star life and played in arenas and played with like twenty thousand people. And I was like, man, this is like in my heart there was definitely like a huge gap missing. I couldn't figure out what it was. I, I didn't really even know there was. There's something I didn't feel 
satisfied as I thought I would feel when I got to the point where I'm like, you know, you're a rock star now. This is what you've been wanting your whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, so we, we, we got back together and she had said, uh, she's like, hey, you know, I know you're not really into like church and stuff like that, but you should just go check this guy out. Like he's like, he has tattoos and he's really cool, he's a cool pastor. And for the first time ever, I had like this kind of warm, tingly feeling like, like of drop. And like, yeah, go. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll check it out. I went there and I walked into this kind of like stuffy church environment. I was like, oh God. And um, I sit down and he's like, okay, we're going to be going through this book called Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes is, is about the rich young ruler who's, who's tried everything underneath the sun and everything's left him feeling unsatisfied. And he's realized everything's just vanity. And, this, and I'm like, is this like a setup? Because this is kind of like what I'm going through in my life right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, so I, I went through that first week and second week I go back and, I went through like four or five weeks and I'm just sitting there. I was like, okay. So he said, all right, let's just, let's, let's, let's pray. And I put my head down. I'm like, okay, God, I don't know who you are or what you are, but I know that there's something else going on that's bigger than me now for the first time, you know, probably since I was a little kid, who knows? And, um, I was like, just like reveal yourself to me. I want to know who you are. And my head was down and I like shot out, like shot above my body and I saw myself sitting there and I saw the whole room around and I felt like this presence. I looked up in the air and like filling the top of the room, like a blanket was like this, uh, it was like the, like the presence of God. It was like this crazy and it was joyful. And, and I started crying instantly and it was like, I'm not who you think I am. I'm not some grumpy old man up in the clouds. And I, and like he started showing me, he's like, I, I created the, the colorful fish in the sea and like mountains and all these like crazy images I was seeing. It was just like, I was overwhelmed by like, like, oh, like the sound, like sounds of music I was seeing, like all these things mm-hmm. that, you know, I've been put into this box of this like scary man in the clouds with like a zing when really like I'm like the creator of life and the creator of like love and the creator of all these things. So there's this overwhelming wow. feeling. And then what happened was then I'm, so then I have this moment, and, but I'm still in this like church environment at which I'm like, wait, this moment I had with God that I, 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 it was so much more, it was so much bigger than that, than this environment I was in. And I was, yeah. I felt kind of stuck here and I didn't know. And so I was just like reading everything. And it was because every time I'd read, there's just like information of like amazingness would just be pouring out. I'd just be like being filled up by this crazy, I mean, it's the best teachings still. I mean, I, I'm still even, I'm, I'm a searcher. So I'm always trying to search yeah. for, search for things that f- fill me up even more. And I still can't find anything that fills me up. And I, I read all the time and I'm always you know, reading different books and anyways, and that's, and then, and because of this journey, actually, that's how I ended up meeting Doug later. And he, and he kind of helped me realize that it's not about being a Christian. Like Jesus never said, call yourself a Christian. That's like a, you know, that was actually a derogatory term, um, <clears throat> that was given to people who followed Jesus. You know? Yeah. So that was like a big thing for me. Cause I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. Like every time I like, I tell someone I'm a Christian, they like run away. And he's like, I mean, wouldn't you? I was like, I was like, yeah, I guess I did for my whole life. He's like, and he, and he said to me, he goes, okay, he goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, if you can, if you can uh, show me one place in in scripture where it, where it says to call yourself a Christian, then you should call yourself a Christian. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> so I started looking, and it, it doesn't not, say anywhere. Nothing. It was actually like Jesus the, was Jewish. Yeah, he was Jewish, yeah. and the the Romans actually would call these people who are following, uh, which and it's funny. People think it's like Jesus. Christ, like it's his last name, and Christ actually means the Messiah. So they would go, Jesus, the Christ. Mm-hmm. So they would call him like little Christ, the Christians, you know, like, and it was a derogatory mm-hmm. term. So, anyway, so that, that was and like a. You didn't grow up Christian or anything like that? No, no, no. Yeah, I grew up, I was like completely Christian Catholic schools my whole life. Yeah. How was that? It was, uh, I was like really, I was part of the choir. I was an altar server, yeah. funerals. I was, uh, studied scripture. Like, even in, college i was taking like college level like world religion stuff and oh, wow. like, i learned about you learned like, about like, all, yeah all religions cool yeah and i wrote like a research paper on the council of nicaea wow. from like the old testament and yeah. like, all that stuff too so but i'm like kind of like backwards because now i've kind of because I, I did aa and like <clears throat> they're about finding your own um Alex, get a water. finding your own conception of god but like every time i go back to like the scriptures dude it's like crazy what they say like the symbolism and everything, it seems like so timeless. Well, the, the, it, is the, timeless. it is, yeah, it's, it it's, is. It's, that's the thing. It's like it's the human condition. These are yeah. well, humans haven't really changed, you know. But it mean? says in in the big book, like a god of your own understanding, and it says sought. Like they use words like sought, like seeking, like mm-hmm. we're continuing to look and to find a new, have a new experience with with that, and um, 
like you know the sermon on the mount is what I mean, that's so crazy like the whole thing is based around the sermon on the mountain right do, do, do you know you know that right? yeah yeah, yeah. it all started from the oxford like, group which was yeah. jesus most famous teacher but like alcohol well, bill wilson had a really similar god experience like that too really yeah the like very similar Sorry, I, I wanted it for wickham because oh, he's got little he's nicotine cotton mouth going on i could tell <sighs> he yeah, needs some water <laughs> but i just uh, well, yeah, he had, Bill Wilson had the same experience where he had the, uh, like the window blew open and he said, who are you to say there is no God? Whoa. Dude, you Wickham, know? bro. Where, where he He's was the talking. the most woke 22-year-old I know. Well, there, there was a, there was a they call it the kitchen table conversation mm-hmm. where um, Bill's friend, Ebenezer, was yeah, his name? Abby, Abby, Abby yeah. was a part of this group called the Oxford Group, mm. which was like a Christian. Yeah. It was about like doing the six steps to get people, you know, to spiritual growth. Mm. And then he like was telling him about it, and then Bill eventually turned into the Twelve Steps of AA. But um, Abby was telling him like the hardest thing for Bill was like the God part, mm. and, and um, every every other every, alcoholic, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, because you kind of you become your own. But God. it's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, and he had this moment where, like, he he felt well when he had that experience. He had this line that said, "And in that moment, when I when I realized that I could have my own conception of God, I realized the icy intellectual mountain in whose shadow I was shivering in melted away, and I felt the sunlight at last." Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. So, so, so yeah, and that's the thing about AA that coincides with that stuff. But also, I just wanted to. Just, just kind of touch on this thing that when you said what was your connect what's your how does the art and the connection where do you find the common ground you asked that question mm-hmm. and i think that like if we're really creating like we're that's when we're the most connected to that thing yeah well it's, it's a it's a that's what, something i've realized too that we're always co-creating you know i had this I had this cool moment one time I was in Palm Springs and I was just sitting out there by myself looking. It was like at like the horizon, all these, these, uh, palm trees. Right. And I was like, wow, God, you are just like so incredible. Look at this. Look at you. Look at these things you made. And he's like, I didn't just, I didn't make those. It's like, you, you guys planted all those. Mm. I just gave you the seeds, mm-hmm. you know, it's like all, all that wood on those houses, you know, like I gave you the trees and you guys made the houses out of it. So it's, we're in a constant co-creation, like everything we're doing together, like everything. And, he, and he said, turn around. I looked up over, there's like this huge mountain. He's like, I made that. I was like, oh, okay. And like when, when, when I talked to my sponsor about like being creative and like getting in that zone, he's like, yeah, like when we were, the only way that all those things can be removed, fear, ego, insecurity, all those things that are kind of like a block from like the true creative energy that we're supposed to have when we're like creating and like Mm -hmm. the only way to remove all that stuff for me is like having that like okay fate that that being really connected to that in that moment because like the fear oh like i gotta it can change like the real yeah you have to get out of the way yeah i get that totally that's those th- then those flows when you get in those flows like we're talking about that's that's when you're really in those zones you know mm-hmm. when you're kind of like times I'll start working up like oh I wonder if this producer will like that or I wonder if, like, right. if the label is gonna like this or it's just too much it's like that is not like there's like a there's like a there's like a dam happening there you know like the, it's coming in it's like slowly leaking in it's not yeah. the full the floods aren't the floodgates aren't open you know so that's kind of that's why people like go off into like. <clears throat> the hills like jd salinger and like yeah. I, I was actually just like had this image of like quentin tarantino writing the hall i saw that again by the way mm-hmm. and it was like just as good if not better like i was noticing like all the little like commercials the whole movie is like flooded with like commercials from that time hmm. not just songs like there's like this brand of whatever like when they're driving there's like all these like og commercials from the 70s like you, and then when they're watching the tv it's like all this it's like really insane, but I was just picturing him like writing all that, like all those scenes and the dialogue yes. and like talk about like not insane. getting blocked. Like mm. he's he has to just be in that. And I think writing something of that size is like nothing else. You know, we're talking about like, you know, he could be in there for days. Mm-hmm. 
like writing, like I think writing a novel or a script is like the highest level of like, you need to just be isolated and like get mm. into that world and yeah, go inside and, it. And I feel like he's at the point where he like can do whatever he wants, which is like rare to see in an artist at that level, especially in filmmaking because their studios are always getting involved. Yeah. And, like his work is always great because you could tell like this dude is just doing whatever he wants to do. Mm. He literally is- made that for himself <laughs> yeah, yeah. The like there's there's the old reels and like sharon tate's watching the actual sharon tate yeah, and, like, that, yeah. just all this like stuff that is so cool yeah, to he, him he doesn't give like a fuck dude like they asked him about like digital cameras once and he said he was like digital cameras are the death of cinema hmm. like he's so passionate like yeah, he doesn't yeah. care about what everyone else is doing he just yeah. stays in his zone and it reminds me of uh, uh kanye west on the letterman show on netflix where he was talking about how his superpower is that he cannot be influenced. And I, I was thinking about that because I was in this place where I was like feeling influenced by everything on mm. social media, on Instagram, like the advertisements and like the hot girls and like my friends and like everything. Yeah. Or the dude I met once at a party four years ago, but for some reason we follow each other on Instagram. Yeah. And, and you like I saw it, him crushing I it. I think he's lying. What's Kanye, up? Kanye, I think that he's lying about not his superpowers not being influenced. Or he doesn't uh, understand I mean, how much. No, yeah. well, well, no, no, I think that's what, what like influences in music, right? But like, as in like, I, I think he meant influence when, because in the context he was talking about, he was talking about when he was making the Jesus Walks beat mm. and he was nobody and everybody was like, you should give this to Jay-Z, you should give this to Jay-Z. He's like, no, this is for me. That's cool. And I it's one that. of his greatest songs. Yeah. In that, in that moment he trusted himself yeah yeah, yeah. i think totally, he means right? like yeah and like 808s and heartbreaks and his ability oh, yeah, to do no, things for that, sure yeah i think like that maybe what he means yeah no no i i definitely i mean he's a pioneer for sure right and he, he's he, like an exaggerated like he is this like hard-headed just egotistical dude but like the sheer amount of how much he believes in himself and like follows through with that oh like, yeah even no when, i have you know was, so much respect for kanye man he's like i mean He's probably, I'd say, one of my favorite producers for sure. And I actually, I know, you know, I see through, like, like his, his rants and his messages that he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I see the gold in what he's trying to say. He doesn't fully know how to execute all the time. Yeah. And his ego gets in the way, and then he messes up the whole thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, but, like, he goes in there with, I know he has a good message, mm-hmm. and, and then the second someone says something, he's like, <laughs> flips. Yeah. And, and, like, and the whole thing goes off. And the, and, insecure, so and the whole thing turns out like, dude, blew it. His insecurities like take over and then now he's trying to prove something. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I see yeah, that too. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think, I, I think, I think he's got a really good heart in there too. You know, I think yeah. that he's, just, he's, he's a feeler, man. Imagine he's, what he's would happen man. if he did like was able to say that message. Cause he's like the only one who has like a platform that big now Yeah. because he was like grandfathered in before the SoundCloud stuff. So I like mean, if you did imagine, dude, well, the crazy thing is so from, you know, I was, I was talking to someone who's like in the branding world and they know some of like the people who help him with the, you know, help like he has an idea uh-huh. and they kind of get the script together. Right. And he's like, cool, we got it. Like we're going to go and they're going to kill it. And he says every time they're always like, Oh no, he's going off the script. It's not a script that they wrote. It's his script. And the whole idea is like, <laughs> it's, and, and, and that's, and that's what it's funny. Cause we're going through with elephant heart, which is, it's, it's an interesting thing. Cause we have something to say with it, but then, you know, you know, the big, oh. I'm so, my, my, see, they're my ADD, then I lose track. Uh, You're going through it with elephant art. What's that? You're no, going no, through no, it. No, yeah, okay, so, so I was saying that, like, uh, you know, so it's an interesting thing where there's, you know, like, they, they, they do things like, uh, what's it called, when you, like, uh, training, um, media training, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to do this stuff. Like, like here's, here's, here's why you do it. It's not a bad thing. We're not telling you what to say, but if you have a message to get across, you're going to see once the interviews start happening a lot of times or you start putting out content and it's actually not m- matching your message. We just want to help you get your message out. So I guess you know, he, he has a yeah. team, team of people around him who's trying to help him get his message out. Mm-hmm. But then he goes, he, then he goes off the grid, you know, and does something and, like, the, and then the message isn't getting, he gets like so close sometimes. I, I don't, yeah, I, know. I don't know though. Like, I don't know if the team always is right. And I also think that he's been able to do something that like, like I also sometimes I think that like eventually everything will like the dust will settle and people will see the truth. Like I always use he, this example. If he keeps going, I'm saying. Yeah, but, but like, but like, uh, if he just quit tomorrow, people are like, oh, like he, he, he's got to keep going to get that message. No, out, no, no. I'm saying, you know? I don't think so. I, I think that like, okay, like I always use this example. Like when John and Yoko were up in that room, like everyone was looking at them like they were crazy. Okay. You know. 
but like now when we look back on that they were like protesting for like peace and love and like just doing something different and like letting themselves be naked and like but but at the time it was just like what like so i think i honestly think that by him just wearing that trump hat and like sort of saying like think freely think open have an open mind don't i'm not going to be put in this box i'm going to look at the good things about this person not all the negative stuff like i don't know like no well also i think that he is doing something even though he and then the fact that he sounds crazy that's what we're saying but but, but what i'm saying is that he he is doing something and he actually is like if if you're able to sit through and and see through what he's actually trying to say yeah there's there's a lot of gold inside there i'm saying that it's it's but like you said insecurities get in the way ego gets in the way it comes up and one person in the room, you know, comes, but, comes but at him. And then he we, can't. we don't know how honest he's being about like what his real intentions are. Cause there's like interviews of him where he's like, whatever I have to pretend to be or say to get shit done is what I'm going to do. And like when he got like, he was doing all this Trump stuff and like all these rappers are talking shit on Donald Trump. But then when uh, ASAP Rocky gets arrested in Sweden, Kanye West is one phone call and he's out of prison because mm. Kanye West did what he had to do. He got close to the right person. And now, you know, <clears throat> I mean, he's w- like when I listen to him on, um, we really don't know actually. No, Jump into conclusions. What? What? No, no, no. Here, like, <laughs> can we, <laughs> yeah, we, there's no idea. I'm saying like, I, you cannot know anything about these people. No, you yeah. can't. And I kind of just go, wow, like, I really wish I could sit and talk to them and, like, actually see their character. Because that would just come out. And, like, because you really get, like, shown one side. One side. You get shown one side. Yeah. For sure. But when I hear him talk on, on I TMZ. Mean, yes, you can. You remember when he did that long, like, when they take little bits of it, he, yeah. he kind of looks crazy. But when you watch the, the whole, whole thing. The whole thing was really good. Uh, there's He doesn't okay. actually say anything. Okay. He actually, if you watch the whole thing, you, 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 oh, wow. Like, see the thing, I've watched it, oh, one second. I've actually watched that with people. I've watched that thing with people and they don't, and they can't see it. Oh. That's what I'm trying to say. They're yeah. Blocked. They're no, Yeah. I've shown it to people yeah. on the same thing. And they're just not open. They're not really listening. Also, I think that you are seeing him be honest, but actually you're just seeing a guy with so much pain and so much trauma. Yeah, it's hard. And he's trying to operate in like, like what the systems and you've seen all these systems come up and he's trying to literally, he's like trying to break through the matrix. (laughs) He is. He is. is. He's trying to get out of the maze. Yeah. And And then then some guy in the corner is like slaves, like call me a slave. And and then Hanya's like, she's trying so hard. He's like, dude, he went over and he hugged the guy. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. You know I, I think it is. Sorry. But I, here, I, I just want to say, like, I want Victoria to just kind of like, I think if you scoot over like a little bit and we keep that mic in the middle, you guys can just do like a boop, boop thing because I, cause we got a good amount of Jason and you were starting to segue into Elephant Heart and how your perception, the perception of Elephant Heart on the world and how you have different people. So I just thought it'd be a good time to kind of use that segue to kind of like, maybe we could break it and then have this can be like